perfect. Okay. This is good. Everything's good. Everybody's stable. Everybody's happy. Yep. Because uh, I'm not happy. My uh my five day weekend is over, so I'm pretty pretty upset. Mm. Okay. Shut shut your mouth. You poor thing. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> What's that? You poor thing, David. I know. Back to work tomorrow. I saw your pictures in uh in in San Diego. Went and to I wasn't to... there. Hey, did you guys know that San Diego is actually means a whale's vagina? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I had yeah, no idea. Yeah. That's a really, I've never heard that's that before. One, right? That's yeah. woo woo. You, make, you just make that up. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of San Diego, oh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a San Diego cameo later today uh, on this episode. So get get ready, San Diego. Um, Great, Chris. You moved to California. What did you do already? What did you do already, Chris? You know me. What I want to know is, David, why didn't you guys come up and visit me? Because you were six <laughs> out six hours away. So California is fucking huge. Excuses. Duh. Excuses. 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 <laughs> As far as it's concerned, uh, as far as friendships are concerned, distance shouldn't matter, David. California is like Rhode Island for true friends. Like, so. so, like, if we had, I'm trying. Let's work out the math here. If I had, we did the wedding. So let's say we left on Saturday morning, got to you Saturday afternoon. Probably would have had to come back so that our drive the next day was. So yeah, I would have seen you for maybe a half hour before we had to come back to. San That's, fine. That's fine. <laughs> I flew, David. I flew from New Jersey for your wedding. That's true. You did. You did. That's true. But so, Chris, it's this is not your wedding, but you want him to drive up there? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, come on. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> okay. Just just trying to be uh, clear. Um, you know, I was, looking at, uh, sorry, I was looking at the California map, and you're very close to San Francisco. I didn't realize how close you were to San Francisco. How yeah. far away is San, San Fran from you? Um, it's maybe like an hour, or it's between one and three hours, depending on traffic. Yo, gotcha. How have you been? Have you been driving around in Napa? Is traffic bad there? It's not that bad, no. Okay. Because good. it's there's like one highway that goes through Napa, and right. it's like a you know, it's not bad. The traffic's really not bad. There's not. It's it's pretty sparsely populated out here. Honestly, not a lot of people. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you something embarrassing? Um, uh, like until very recent, until like I don't know, two months ago. I thought that Martha's Vineyard was in California because I, I figured like Napa Valley, it's a vineyard. The Martha's sure. Vineyard got to be in Cali too. So that's where all the good wine made. I don't know it was an East Coast thing, but I was thinking, Chris, it'd be crazy you ran into Obama and you can just say, hey, man, what's going on? Yep, because they just, <laughs> yeah, all the presidents be hanging out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I found out that Martha's Vineyard is actually a very, very, very extremely exclusive community and on the East Coast that mm-hmm. no one can afford to live at unless you're an ex-president. You know, uh yeah. what is crazy they're gonna have um they're gonna give presidential nfts out eventually <laughs> so oh, and the I reason won't... i say this is like you only you'll have like a you as a president you'll get an nft or something and you'll only be able to get into you know like a special club they're deaf and it, jokes aside they're gonna have like special clubs where you have to have nfts and the reason i know this is because um i just saw someone made a restaurant for nfts uh fuck who was it um uh, of course, it was Gary V. Um, you're making lots of money, Gary. I guess. Okay, but uh, I got a question. Like, how 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 uh, how mocked is this restaurant online? Like, this has got to be the butt of like a million different jokes. I have, like it's no one new. online takes NFT seriously. Like, as far as it, I've seen. Yeah, no, you're right. So, you're right. It's it's pretty funny because even myself, I was like, come on, you're, you're gonna have <laughs> you, you have to pay like three to five Ethereum, which is like eight to twenty thousand dollars to ha- to be able to go to a restaurant. I mean, this is like elite elite. That's what it's going to be. 
But I'm like, dude, come on. But yeah, just just wait and see, and we'll we'll see if um people are gonna make fun of it because so, people probably will. Can you eat NFTs? Like, what do they serve at this uh, restaurant? No, well, no. Some, <laughs> some people are like retroactively calling things NFTs. So you could like say like, oh, that's a nice, ha- it's a hamburger. Actually, it's an NFT because because uh, t- and they'll have some convoluted explanation like, well, because this actually transfers nutrient data into your stomach computer, and so that makes it an NFT. Like they've been doing that with like a lot of stuff. It. it yeah, it needs to be unique, obviously. Non-fungible is the, the term, and technically you could joke about it, but it, it is getting a little out of hand. Um, <laughs> like, my butthole's an NFT, Yeah, well, it, 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 it only expels... Well, actually, it doesn't... Always, no, it's I, I, non, don't, I don't know what you get into your private life, so I, it's I, I, non, I speculate. It's non-plungible, so <laughs> that's why... <laughs> As that's in the, why. Sh- the shits you take cannot be plunged? Is that, is that No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes they can. Sometimes they get on real easy. All right, enough shit talk. Can we talk about my shits on the last episode? This is getting too much. Probably, yeah. Um, we're they're getting into. Uh, we have to get like an NFT, like vegan macaroni, off topic thing. Well, if you're, if oh, you, you can't call it vegan macaroni because vegan. If you're having vegan macaroni, you'd have smooth, very, very solid shits. They, they they'd be like very healthy shits. So you gotta like, you gotta call it like uh, extra chili macaroni or something. <laughs> You five think? guys yeah. five guys macaroni um <laughs> that sounds good actually <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good yeah um all right whatever fuck it welcome to guys we're screwed i'm sean i'm david and i'm chris the world is a fine place and worth fighting for i agree with the second part we're on express elevator to hell you want to be a big bad guy christopher i want your blood and i want your soul half of the food chain and dinner is served stop Defending him, Sean. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. It's all right to be afraid, David. Because this part won't be like a comic book. Welcome to Earth. I had to just I had to just pop off there before I forgot. Um it was a good I just didn't want it to get too an NFT. Yeah. So you guys you guys got the notes in front of you, right? You guys ready to rock and roll? Okay. Um so we already talked about our weekend because that was kind of the question. I mm-hmm. I guess Chris Chris your your weekend's been good. You've you've been decent. Yeah, right? I I good. bought great. I bought rollerblades <clears throat> and oh, um, rollerblades. Yeah, I bought rollerblades. So just like been... real life, like tangible rollerblades or like yeah. uh, VR NFTs. rollerblades. There no real... <laughs> NFT rollerblades for for your Oculus. <laughs> yeah, meta meta blades. Um, <laughs> no, like actual like carbon based rollerblades that are um and i ate shit <laughs> oh no, oh, no. <laughs> I are they inlines shit. they are yeah oh dude you're sick as fuck dude it oh, was great shit. i was i was trying to jump over a curb and i just fucking ate shit <laughs> <laughs> it was great you were so you, like, were you were having flashbacks to jet fet jet set radio future and you were like i can ooh. do this i love jet set radio future um did like, you did you grind <laughs> I tried, so I tried to jump over a curb, and I just I didn't have it, and um, oh, so, so now my neck is sore. Like, <laughs> damn. I used to rollerblade a lot it. as a teenager, and it's like you know you fall all the time, but like mm-hmm. holy shit, you take a fall in your thirties, and it's just it just hits different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure does. I stand up too fast in my thirties, and it hits different. So <laughs> yeah, we're I mean, old, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like whoa! I need to slow it down. Yeah, um, <laughs> moving too fast. Um, yeah, uh, I won't go into my weekend. It was it was rather boring. But I uh, I am still a sober king as well. I have not drank any alcohol. Hell yeah, um, dry January. 
And David got me beers. Thank you, David, for that. They're sitting in my fridge and they're yelling at me, but I'm not drinking those motherfuckers. Sure did. Nice. Um, it I'm was holding Sean's out. payment for uh, watching our dogs. Hmm. Yep. I had to clean up poop and pee. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but anyways, um, David mentioned this before. I don't know if he mentioned this on this episode. I think David mentioned this to me personally, but uh, we always t- talk shit about America, so it's time to talk shit about another country. Japan. Fuck yeah. I'm, 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 I'm kidding um, a little bit, but uh, we're going to go into the past uh, to talk about Japan. And, you know, a lot of people uh, know about the Nazi experiments, um, but maybe aren't as familiar with this topic. Uh, today we're going to talk about Unit 731. Um, both of you guys have heard about this in some capacity, I assume. I know you have, David, um, right, and Chris. Yeah. Yep. So I remember when I was in okay. high school, I read a book by Lord Russell called Knights of Bushido. I don't know if I ever tried to, like, we all knew each other uh-huh. then. I think we were all hanging out. And I remember I wanted to make, I remember I wanted to make a, um, like, a club at school. And it was going to be. I remember that. Yeah. Remember, like J-Car. The, yeah. J-Car. Japanese Crimes <laughs> Against Humanity Recognition <laughs> Squad. It was it was J-Cars. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was because I read this book, Knights of Bushido by Lord Russell. It was fucked up. And it, he talked about Unit 730 run, Unit 731, among other um, World War II atrocities. Right from Man King and such. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're going to delve pretty deep into this one. Yeah. Um, uh, quickly, sources, wiki, there's unit731.org. And I'll be honest, I was online looking at a lot of videos. There's various videos on YouTube, uh, links through wiki, internet searches. I, I couldn't want to, I'm sorry. Literally, there's so much shit on this. Um, but just go online if you want to know more, if, if this doesn't tickle your fancy. I will say, though, disclaimer, um, this episode's not really for the faint of heart. Uh, there's some horrible shit I'm going to talk about. Um, I mean... I did leave out like gruesome details, uh, so it could be worse, I guess. But I, it's not great. Um, and as I was researching, I did get kind of like really depressed. Like I knew a little bit about this, but I didn't know the extent of the things that occurred. Um, okay, I guess I'll, 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 just, I'll just leave the Zoom chat then, because like I am, my heart is pretty faint. So I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Let me know how the episode oh, goes, and I'll, I'll right. uh, yeah. So bye. All right, bye. But I actually thought you were serious, like your shit was cutting out. So you're like, I haven't heard, you have, like you haven't heard anything for the last like, five minutes. I'm just minutes. so pissed that I'm just going to say, all right, guys, bye. Like, I just can't. The Zoom is pissing. No, I think I'm good. Okay, okay. Um, well, let's do a background. Um, just to kind of preface, though, there's certainly, definitely uh, information that we don't know uh, about still regarding this topic and probably maybe don't want to uh, and may may never know um but here we go um so the unit itself has several nicknames uh including the manchu detachment 731 and the camo detachment and the ishii unit uh the facility uh where the experiments occurred was built in 1935 as a replacement for the uh jongma fortress did i say that right chris sure i I said it right Okay, you're like sure. I don't care. I'm just. <laughs> um, I'll tell you one. Ta- th- I'll tell you one thing. You didn't. You didn't say preface right earlier. Just to let you. Let's say. Pre- preface. <laughs> it's preface. I'm not. We're not. We're not British. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's actually pronounced preface in America, isn't it, Chris? Am you, I, how you do might, you say preface? You might be, yeah. I, you might be right. Preface. Okay. Because when you said pre- I, I thought... when you said when you said preface, I just imagine like before we pregame and that we all take shots for oh. while we're doing this. <laughs> 
or a face. We should say, we should say pre, a pre, pre a pregame. Let's say. Let's say. <laughs> oh, I like that. Well, is that yeah? Can pregame. I can I get one of those at Whole Foods? <laughs> yeah, it's in but the ma- would, it's in the made to order section. Yeah, that that would be me saying preface too. We need <laughs> to before true. I preface. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, okay, all right, English doctor. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, uh, it was taken over by General Shiro Ishii, and he was a combat officer uh, in the Kwangtung Army. Um, and he was to use it to expand the capabilities of his team. Officially, it was known as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwangtung Army. Uh, it was, in fact, a covert biological and chemical research and development unit of the Imperial Japanese Army that proceeded to do some pretty fucked up experimentation on humans. Oh, God damn it. Because when you said to expand the capabilities of his team, you remember those old Marine commercials we talked about before where the guy fi- like fights a fire dragon? I imagine this was the <laughs> Japanese version where they're going to fight some sort of beast to become Japanese like biological, yeah. Like a biological beast. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't sound like that's what happened. Mm. No. It's not quite. Yeah, it's not, not, not quite. Close. You're close, though. Close. <laughs> um so this unit was active during the second sino-japanese war and world war ii um the beginning of that second sino-japanese war uh i forget the name of the battle um is considered to be the start of world war ii in asia as well yeah i don't know if you know this but how how long had the second sino-japanese been going on before world war ii i'm not sure so I I... it started. It started quite a bit before. I think it was called the Mukden incident. Do you uh-huh. remember that? Ah, uh, that sounds that yeah. sounds right. And Something, so yeah. it was like, yeah, it was basically like the first shots fired, and mm. that was in oh god, that was like early thirties. I can't remember the exact dates for the. Mukden I thought it was incident. around okay. thirty three to thirty five or something like that. Yeah, it or was. Maybe that was. It was quite a bit earlier. I mean, it it predated Pearl Harbor by a long time. So when this thing had been popped, when this thing popped off for the rest of the world, Japan and China had been going at it for a while already. Well, and it, you know, uh, it, yeah, it had been like not only that, but like Japan and Russia too had been had been pushing China's shit in. So like, okay. there were yeah. um, a series of wars that the Japanese fought against the Russians over Chinese territory. So like there's the the Sino-Russian or the 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 um the Russian-Japanese wars was like uh-huh. basically taking place. <laughs> the, Japan yeah. and Russia were fighting over Chinese territory. <laughs> like <laughs> without like <laughs> like China was like wait a minute what about me? I don't know what I'm saying. Which is shit. funny because like at, like what like 20 years after this they'd become like close allies until they weren't anymore but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Russia and China I mean. Yeah, it was yeah. it was fucked up and it, well a lot of it started you know like in in manchuria right in like northeast mm-hmm. and i think you're getting into that sean um mm-hmm. but there was a huge you know like a quarter of china's territory that had been taken over by um by japan in manchuria and it was essentially like a puppet government the japanese kind of installed their own government and ruled there for quite some time yeah because what, what i had read is basically that after that beginning of that uh, second sino-japanese war they basically just invaded like china and then they just started taking over at that point so they were just stationed there and that's where they gained a lot of their control to do kind of whatever they wanted which is really fucked up yeah so it makes, um, it makes a lot of sense right it's like they have this territory in manchuria and then they can just kind of like ship 
um, they can ship troops and supplies in and just kind of slowly do their slowly kind of invade further inland. I think mm-hmm. there they also did they also had like land invasions further south though. Um, um okay. Yeah. Um I mean they they did well I I can't remember the names of all the cities I'll have to when we get into it down here but I mean I do name quite a few of them. Um so yeah, so this this uh the the fortress um was based in Pingfang uh in the Pingfang district of Harbin. Um where they committed some of the most atrocious war crimes known to history. The people tested on were referred to as logs. Uh, they did also do some testing in cities in China, which I'm going to get into. Um, and it's estimated around half a million people were probably killed by Unit 731 and its affiliated programs. Uh, and David probably knows this. Uh, I think, well, actually, I mentioned this to him the other night. Uh, it would probably suggest this even if he didn't know it, but yes, the U.S. did know about this. Uh, the researchers were given secret immunity at the time for the data they gathered, uh, which is similar to what uh, the U.S. did with the researchers from Germany in Operation Paperclip. It's an um, extremely safe assumption that if any bad shit's happening, pretty much from like this time on in the world, America knows about it and is completely okay with it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I mean, they needed the data, though. You know, <laughs> they needed that data. Very important data. I can't. Um, I guess uh, I just can't see what value it is, other than it's like the the only it's uh, you don't need to bullshit. know how to torture people, but I think it's like um, no what types of extremes that humans can withstand before dying. I think is kind of well, the yeah it, it is it, a lot of it's under the guise of also uh uh furthering technology especially biological chemical warfare which i'll also talk about later that's a lot of what it is but a big portion of it was just humans being fucked up um and like that just happens but uh so I, i'm gonna do the i'm gonna talk about the origin basically of where unit 31 uh, 731 came from so in 1932, Shiro Ishii, who was a Surgeon General at the time of the Japanese Army, was given command of the Army Epidemic Prevention Research Laboratory. And see in the name, you're kind of seeing, oh, okay, they're trying to, it's epidemic prevention. That's the under the guise of that, at least. Um, he created a secret unit, the Togo unit, to engage in chemical and biological experimentation in Manchuria. Uh, he did this after a two-year trip abroad, seeing that the West was developing their own program. So, of course, they got to have their own, right? We can't have fucking the U.S. having these programs and, and you know, Japan not having them. That would be wild. And interestingly, yeah. this is before, right? This was before the, you know, like long before we had declared war on the Japanese, right? So this was kind of yes. like a, a different period in our relations, Mm-hmm. And this was also before, about uh, 10, 20 years before, our own MK Ultra experimentation with, like, you know, with drugs, but also with this kind of, not, not like, what we're going to get into. But to like, this degree, this, yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, just listen to our MK Ultra episodes. It, it was psychologically yeah, yeah, destructive, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so a big supporter of uh, Ishii was Colonel uh, Ch- uh, Chikahiko Koizumi 
who later became Japan's health minister from 1941 to 1945. Those are rough years part- to be in charge of anything Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. He was part of a secret uh, poison gas research committee in 1915. Uh, and after the, after the Japanese army was super impressed by how successful the chlorine gas attack used by the Germans was in the second battle of Ypres. Ypres, Ypres, Ypres. I can't. I can never say that. Her, herpes. Um, Ypres. <laughs> <laughs> herpes. It's Ypres, I think. Um, it killed five thousand and wounded another fifteen thousand. So they're like, "Damn, this is tight. We need to get on this." Um, the Togo unit was stationed at the Zhongma uh, Fortress, uh, a camp in. And I tried to look this word up. Uh, Chris, say that for me. Uh, I think it's Beiyinghe. Beiyin. Yeah, everyone was pronouncing it wrong. They were like Beiyini, and yeah. like I couldn't find because it's it was a it, so it's a village. It was I'm assuming it was a village because there was like a station. Like I, when I look it up, I see that word and then station. Oh, then it's uh, definitely or, or, a or village. Or... Yeah, if a train goes there, then it, yeah, it's it's around. Okay. So I don't even know, like I tried to search that location and it just, I, I, it wouldn't take me directly to it. Um, Let me look. But yeah, it was, was, what? Keep going. I'll just look, just look on the back end. I'm curious now too. Okay. Uh, A village, it was 62 miles south of Harbin. Um, This place was the beginning of some fucked up shit. So technically the camp was a prison and overall prisoners were well fed and even given alcohol to keep them in a normal state of health before they were experimented on most prisoners were drained of blood over several days and were not fed or given water some were vivisected and others were infected with the plague or other diseases deliberately you can kind of see how this is a predecessor to 731 um and in 1934 a prison break and an explosion which most likely was a sabotage uh, threatened their secret little location. Uh, and it was shut down in 1935, and then that's when it was moved to the new location, 24 uh, kilometers. I switched. Oh, I'm going kilometers and miles. 24 kilometers south of Harbin. Um, they like Harbin. That's for sure. They they like that area. No, they, I it's, don't think they had a choice because they were invading, right? It's the biggest city. It's an old city, too. There's a lot of, like, it used to be, um, like, Russian territory so there's actually a lot of like um like slavic architecture and shit in harbin so harbin's a part of china now um but it used to be russian yeah yeah a long a long time ago or it's it's really close to the border so there's a lot of those like influences okay okay um and so by 1936 uh uh, emperor emperor that's a beer by the way the emperor yeah (laughs) Uh, Emperor Hirohito was getting all antsy and shit for more death, so he authorized the expansion of the Togo unit. At the time, uh, it was divided into the Ishii unit and the Wakamatsu unit. Uh, It wasn't actually until August of 1940 that they were collectively known as Unit 731, which was uh, short for that uh, Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kuangtung Army. So... I wonder if, like, if like it was Unit 731 a random number they chose, or was it just, like, this was the 731st unit of whatever? I, I, I'm sure you... I, I'm not saying that you should know, but I'm, I'm, I'd be curious to know. Interesting. Are you saying I should know? You're, no, You're no, saying no. I should know? Oh, no, I think I, you're... Yeah. So you're implying I should know. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, 
No, I think it was random because like there's more units that are randomly numbered, for example. Oh, it could also been like, well, it could have been location based. I don't know. That That's a good point. Yeah. Um, where's our little uh, monkey guy that looks up the, you know, the, the stuff. Oh, right here, Sean. Give me one sec. Okay. All right. Cutting that out. Uh, that, was, uh, <laughs> that was really good. Unless you want to be. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it. I want you to be very embarrassed by that. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it's monkeys gonna, could talk, but that's fine. It's going to take a lot more than uh, that to embarrass me, buddy. That's, that's, that's oh, for okay. sure. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That was really um, fucking good, though. <laughs> I, I like that. That was so good. I thought it was a recording that someone just played. <laughs> like, no. Like, I'm not shitting you. Like you, you taught a like a, a macaque to to fucking talk or no, some shit. Or That's like what I imagine. Something like that some... was pre-recorded. It didn't even sound like David, a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> like a movie I found. I was ready, just ready, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, David, you're our sound effects guy, I okay. guess, for weird shit like that. The rest that. of the sound effects will just be that uh, "boot in your ass" song by Toby Keith. That's the rest of the sound effects. <laughs> there you go. So. Bring All right, her home and stay. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the lyrics? No. Oh, okay. Those were that's, that, that's a different song. That was a uh, that was um. I love this bar, but Chris and I had our own version of. <laughs> oh no! I know! I know! I know that song. Yep. Um, let's 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 sing it, guys. Okay. Uh, anyways, um, so back to Emperor Hirohito, that decree. That he established, um, it it established multiple other units for biological and chemical warfare testing, which included Manchuria Unit 100 and Manchuria Unit 516, uh, which of course had appropriate professional names for the public. I can't remember, but a lot of them were like prevention or think think they had those those words in there to make people trust them. Um, once the Japanese had successfully invaded China in 1937. There were many other units created in major Chinese cities, including uh, cities including Beijing, Nanjing, and Singapore. Uh, uh, they were just real quick. I mean, that? Singapore is not a Chinese city, is it not? No, no, that, that's in. It's, uh, it's, it's, like, it's a fuck. It's, uh, it's Philippines, a, right? It's a nation. No, Singapore is a country. Oh, oh, it is. oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're it's right. A Why did they delete, well, get delete that, Sean? It's a city that's also a country. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't. I'm not going to delete it. I'm just going to say my bad. Um, my bad. Uh, I guess it was because <laughs> I, I guess it was because now I'm thinking back to taking the notes. It said cities, including Beijing, Nanjing, and then it paused and then said and Singapore. I'll probably mean so, Nanjing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. So um, so just think about the reach of this because the distance between Manchuria and the north and Singapore is like way south. So like mm-hmm. you know the extent of the Japanese Empire during World War II, like it was fucking huge. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. And they were doing this, sh- I mean, just <clears throat> all over the place. It's insane. Like, well, I guess mm-hmm. it's I, I, it's like a the analog in the West would be Britain, right? It's like this little tiny island country that just goes on this fucking everything. rampage of destruction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. or the Roman Empire or, or in any of those. Uh, I mean, that was a little different, I guess, because they're not as newer. They're more ancient, but they still just took over everything. Um, yeah, that's fucking crazy. I guess you're... Your example is better because they're just a fucking tiny island. Like, how are they doing so much? Well, through seafaring. Um, I mean, because they had they had a strong yeah. navy. That's true. That is very true. Um, and so all these units too uh, were part of Ishii's network. Uh, and at the height of it, uh, it employed more than ten thousand people. It attracted medical professionals because shit, you could test on humans. Fuck yeah! And also, it had strong financial support 
from the army. So double fuck yeah. I mean, but you could see how that'd be enticing to somebody who is weird and wants to learn about, I don't know, I guess things that you wouldn't be able to normally learn about in medical medical school. Well, not um, even not even to like not even to like demonize all of these people because like this shit is like very uh, co- coercive. Like in the terms of like oh yeah, tons of money plus they tell you you're gonna be on the on the the cutting edge of science. Maybe not yep. like but like the, uh, our our military does it all the time with like it gives it, it gives poor people a way to kind of get out of their town and gives them a decent wage. So it's the same thing where it's like it's just like oh this is a way to see the world or to get out and t- it, it's the same. We do the same thing. You know it's it, it's very uh it's very uh, I, underhanded. I, I, I but agree, but the but a lot of these are medical professionals. They already have degrees, so they don't even need fucking money. You know, they're probably making good money, but they're still coarse. I know what you mean. I guess in the same sense. I I, I, I don't I, I, I don't I don't know how much medical professionals were making in Japan in the 1930s. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. I, they may not have been making baller dollars. This is this, I, is this is true. I also wouldn't forget like the um the ethos of the imperial family because yeah. it was like it was like state sanctioned religion. Right. Where right. the emperor oh. was God and there was this, you know, like right. pan Asian vision. I mean, scarily similar to like the Third Reich, where it's like we are spreading, oh, yeah. you know, like the perfect, you know, we're and and at the time there was almost not almost like at the time there was um, this idea that, you know, the that you're like liberating the peoples in Asia right. uh, in these, yeah. you know, in these like backwards bringing them into the fold of like the glorious Japanese cultural sphere and, you know, yeah. so that the emperor may shine upon them and stuff. And like, just like bringing democracies in the middle East, like that's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and so you think it's like, why, why is it, you know, and I think this is kind of an extreme example, one because of like kamikaze and also mm-hmm. because of, you know, the, you know, them finding Japanese soldiers still hold up in caves like 30 years after the war was over. <clears throat> right. So there was yeah. some serious, like, like system-wide fucking brainwash shit going on. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm. I mean, when you have that much power, though, why not, you know, use it? Right, guys? <laughs> um, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emperor well, Sean Nohitu. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's how I'm imagining no, now. No, I'll think of a good name for, for <laughs> me. Um, so uh, we're gonna get to the experiments. This is the best part. This is gonna take up the rest of the episode. Um, so and you, again, is this, this gonna is be a, a two part. Oh, two parter. Okay. Yeah, this is a two parter. A one parter. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a one parter. It, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense in the context of what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Is it preface or is it preface? Okay, get it. Get it <laughs> it's preface. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna just pre preface my face real quick. Um. Okay. So here's the part everyone has been waiting for. This is the experiment section. Um. The code name uh, Maruta was used for human experiments. Uh, and the project itself was called uh, Holzklotz uh, internally, which meant log in German. This was because, as I mentioned before, the subjects were sometimes called logs. This started as a joke since the media originally thought that place to be a lumber mill. They uh, did also incinerate the bodies, though, so that could be another possible reason for the euphemism. Jesus. Um, yeah. Uh, the test subjects which I honestly don't like the calling them that, so victims is probably better. Um, we were, uh, were selected from a wide range of people. 
uh, men and women, including pregnant women, the elderly, and even fucking babies. So I want to guess that a very small portion of these people were like actual shitty people. Um, and even then, no human being should ever be subjected to this. I don't really care what you did. Um, yeah. But uh, some were common criminals, bandits, political prisoners, the homeless, and even the disabled or people with mental illness or handicaps. Um, oh, don't forget the ones who were rounded up for suspicious activity, which I can only assume means they were literally kidnapped. Uh, around 300 people worked uh, at this place um, uh, who were doctors or bacteriologists, and a lot of them had done animal testing in the past, which may have been why they were desensitized to these levels of cruelty. And I mentioned to this to you, David, too, but that doesn't. It's it, that's a stretch, in my opinion. Well, they they probably didn't see these people as humans. Yeah, and, I guess you so. know, or at least some sort of like not fully evolved form of a human. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder, because I, I, I'm sure the brainwashing was like a big part of it, like the the nationalization of these people. But I wonder if there was like also an undercurrent of fear, or if you didn't go along with it, you'd become. Uh, a log as it were you know that's mm. terrifying yes that's a yeah. really ooh. i don't know i mean and it's like is it yeah were they kind of conducting experiments on japanese people i don't know my my intuition is possible it's possible but i would say probably no because okay. there's mm. like you know it's again it's like the um oh the, insul- the othering of everyone else, yeah. Yeah, the insularity of of like Japan historically, like up to that point, um, I, I don't, I just don't think it would, I just don't think it would happen because I think they regarded one another as humans. Gotcha. Yeah, I could see that. Also, I think I, well, this is going to be in this episode, but there definitely were, if there's war, war prisoners, wartime prisoners, there are some. Uh, there were they weren't all Chinese. It was mostly Chinese, but I they definitely had some Americans in in here mm-hmm. and possibly uh, Russians or anybody else for that matter. You you, you never know. Um, I feel like I, I read ahead a little bit on the the notes that I'm going to be working on, um, and I think I saw some stuff about like that that. But we'll yep. see what happens next. Oh episode. yeah. Okay. Um. So. Uh, there was footage of experiments at the, or there is, sorry, there is footage of, of the experiments at the Kyoto University and the Naka, and Nakagawa uh, Yonizo, a professor at Osaka University, watched them when he was there and made a comment about the experiments, basically saying professionals like to play. So many experiments had no purpose for technological or scientific advancement other than just seeing what would happen if you did X to Y. So, I mean, it makes sense, you know. Some of these people just wanted to... They were just fucked up people. Um, And before I get into the nitty-gritty, it's also worth mentioning, and I will talk about this again a little later, that many prisoners were raped by guards. They're infected by uh, with venereal diseases, too, to study. I said I guess, but I do know they do that. And they're injected with diseases under the deception of being told they were vaccines. And in my mind, I was like, oh, my God. I I bet most people I bet most people don't know about this that are anti-vax and they shouldn't know about this because imagine if they like knew about this before the vaccines came out or even even found out now that are anti-vax like Jesus what that's that's it's too much uh, too much information for them to use against uh, science 
Well, like, and, what and, happened and, to them? It's like, come on. Yeah, and as many will know, the official GWS stance on the vaccine for COVID is we are against it. Uh, it is poison, so <laughs> just it's just more proof that it does happen, and uh, you're, they're yeah. going to kill you. And we all know that this vaccine they made was made at the same time Unit 731 was around. People don't know this. We've ha- They've yep. had it for a long time. Um, yep. So, so, and 731 <laughs> is an anagram for Pfizer Moderna, I think. <laughs> Another you goal have to read it diagonal. Another yeah. goal of 731 was to, was to destroy all of the ivermectin in the world because that actually cures almost everything. So oh, that's why yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. It, there's so much propaganda against it. Yeah. Oh my god! This reminds me. I'm not going to even touch on this, but we're going to do a Patreon this week, and there's a video recording uh, Joe Rogan talking about um, deception and uh, vaccines and things like that. And it's funny oh, yeah, because yeah, sorry, go ahead. A, uh, the, part of the things he says is true in terms of like um you know uh the pharmaceutical industry but there's so much other shit that i just i I want to i want to break it down that's what they all do is they they say things that are true objectively but they mix it in uh with all their bullshit that's what that that's what they always done and we mentioned how joe rogan when he first got sick on the patreon probably about how he was like kind of like teasing the idea that he was against the vaccine and now he's just full-flown mm-hmm. anti-vaxxer uh, ivermectin yeah. saved his life bullshit. Le- yeah i know i know we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that uh in three days unless did i did i hear a breath of, of wanting to come in yeah it just reminds me i also saw i don't know if you saw this um video of dana white being interviewed uh, yeah i saw that saying essentially the same thing it's like yeah, yeah. Um, it's like ivermectin well yeah but they'll give you they'll give you uh opioids it's like, yeah, they will, but those aren't, I mean, those aren't, it's not the same people trying to give you opioids, right? Well, he, and like, also, he also said that, like, they're trying to keep the real medicine away from us, which is, and then someone, someone on Twitter blew up because uh, they quoted that and they said, there is nothing in the world that you couldn't buy. And, and yeah, who the, just, yeah, who the like, fuck are we? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah, get it. the same. Yeah. Who is us? Yeah. Who's us in this? Who are you talking about here? <laughs> we're not rich. Um, yeah. Okay. Um. Vaccine macaroni. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> so all right, let's let's start with uh, vivisections. Um, so, so thousands of prisoners were subjected to this, uh, and there was no exception for gender or age. Even infants were involved, as I mentioned before. Uh, this was often performed without anesthesia, uh, and most victims did not survive. Uh, Okawa Fukumatsu who was a former unit member, recalled an incident where he vivisected a pregnant woman and removed the baby to put it in a container because babies need to be put in containers. Uh, you know, they get cold when you pull them out of their mother. In an interview I watched, he said the woman died, but he didn't mention if the baby died or not. But he said all he could remember is the baby's cries and it was stuck in his head. Like, Jesus, yeah, obviously that's Fuck. like, I can't even imagine. Um, he also said he killed three to four people per day. Uh, he said he was trying to forget what he did as a young man, but like, holy shit. Also, this does remind me of that study we talked about, the Milgram experiment, where people were just doing what they were told. So a lot of this was probably that as well. They just were doing what they were told, although this is kind of a stretch, I guess, but um, some people well, yeah, were doing it's, it because it's a they com- wanted It's a to. combination of that, but also a combination of what Chris said, where like, they're, these people aren't Japanese, so they're not actually human. They're animals. Yeah. They, they, this yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. Not inhumane. But yeah, what's fucked that's... up, I, I don't even want to give that like a pass necessarily. Because, like, could you well, imagine yeah. vivisecting like a dog or a cat? Like, yeah, it's still, it's still fucking brutal. Yeah, it's still, God. 
Yeah, I couldn't. I can't. While well, it's alive with no end, like it's it's horrifying. Yeah. It's, um, so the procedures were also performed on people that had been infected with pathogens. So what they would do is they would take their organs out to study the effects of the diseases. Um, Okawa mentioned he was also directly involved in these actions. Goddamn. Victims had limbs removed to study blood loss and even on occasion reattached the other side of the body. Jesus fuck. Uh, I know. Stomachs were removed and the esophagus was directly attached to the intestines. Uh, on others, random organs were removed like the lungs, the brain, the liver. Um, they also did perform regular surgeries like appendectomies and tracheotomies. Plus, and then like at the end, a quick amputation. All in the same person with no anesthesia. So, like, they would just get someone in, and they would just test to see how, like, it was literally practice, you know what I mean, on, on for this shit. And then they would just kill them with a lethal injection at the end. Jesus. Um, so, uh, Ken uh, Yasa, Yasa uh, a surgeon in the unit, uh, said that vivisection was not limited to just Unit 731, that at least... A thousand people were tasked with this throughout the other units in mainland China. He began to speak out about the horrors in later years and admitted to his crimes. Uh, but his former colleagues were not happy about this, and he was heavily ridiculed by Japanese ultranationalists, of course, for detailing the events that occurred. So, that's fucked. Yeah, that's a. That's that's a. I mean, that's. Yeah, there's nowhere to go after that. After you perform these atrocities, then you like tell everyone like it's just like oh man it's it's yeah. it's it's like it's like you almost want to feel bad for the people that came forward and said they were sorry but it's also very very hard to <laughs> yeah i don't know i would probably stay quiet i would probably kill myself i don't know fucking <laughs> I, if, if i came to the realization of it and how bad it was and i didn't know at the time i'd kill yeah. myself i would be curious to know what the suicide rates are um yeah among the people who participated in this long term right depends on the ones that have remorse there's a guy further down i'm gonna talk about if they're like him they don't give a fuck especially uh, at, with what happens immediately after world war ii because i mean like uh, I, part of the show will be we, what america did but like in terms of yeah. like i'm talking about the emperor's abdication and stuff like that like that mm-hmm. is a real mind fuck but yeah. yeah yeah it's it's fucked up um all right let's go to biological warfare testing uh as you already know unit 731 uh, as well as affiliated units would inject their prisoners with a multitude of diseases like the plague, cholera, smallpox, botulism, etc. They were involved in aspects of R&D and experimental deployment of diseases as well. They carried out large-scale deployment of ep- epidemic-causing bioweapons all across China. This occurred all throughout World War II. Unit 731 and Unit 1644 were the ones that bred plague-infected fleas that were deployed by low-flying airplanes over cities uh, including Ningbo and Changdi. hope I said those right. Uh, in no. 1940, I did not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> just, keep, yeah, just keep, just don't worry about, yeah. I, yeah. Like, be as, just be as respectful as you can, but don't get it right 100% of the time. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I want to know if I'm saying it right. I just have to no. I just have to bust your balls because you know <laughs> that's cool. As, as long like, as I'm saying it like a white person would say yeah, it. That's yeah. Sean, yeah. they haven't been through enough and now you like <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So now I'm going to really pronounce uh one of the next ones really wrong. Um but anyway, so it was, in 1940 and 1941 respectively, um they they had they flew those airplanes over and it killed tens of thousands uh from the bubonic plague um 
Typhoid and paratyphoid were spread through Nanking. Did I say that right? Just kidding. <laughs> in, uh, in wells, marshes, and houses. They also infused it into food that was distributed um, uh, to locals. The epidemics that broke out after implied that paratyphoid was the more effective one, which the researchers were, like, super excited about. So, fuck, yeah. And they're like, yeah, this one works better. Laura would not um, be happy. Laura would not be happy about those results. No. Well, it was Why? it was her ancestors. Oh, oh shit! Oh well, yeah. I just um, I thought maybe there was something more. I thought maybe she was like Team Typhoid or something. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> no. it's, it's like damn it, Paratyphoid did better. So okay, what's the difference between Typhoid and Paratyphoid? I'm not a hundred percent sure, to be honest. Um, well, I look it up for you, Sean. <laughs> oh my god, you did it again! Holy shit! <laughs> I think one has a parachute and the other one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, one of the <laughs> little microscopic parachutes that just float into your body. Just keep going. I'll look up the difference. Are you sure? Because yep. what if I what if I look it up? No, um, you're you're the host, and you have to keep going. I'm gonna assume it just has different bacteria, but we'll see if I'm right. Um, okay, so uh, twelve full scale trials of attacks like these were launched, and this that was at a minimum of twelve uh, full scale attacks. Um, on 11 Chinese cities that were victims. Now, I'm going to say this, Chris. This is what confused me. I saw this Chengdi and Chengda. Those it, two places, yes. Tell me there wasn't a typo. Uh, help me. It's probably the same place. I know. So it. I know there's a city, Chengde. It's in Hunan. I've been there once, but I've never, okay, that's... I've never heard of Chengda. There might be. I mean, there's so many cities and towns and villages, but well, they're probably both that's the thing Chengde. I, I Okay, well, I, I looked it up, and I swear I saw uh, two different spellings, and there were two different places. And, yeah, I know they did mention Hunan as, as Changda, but I – whatever, I guess. I, I, th- I thought you were the expert. Whatever. We can – now, don't ever interrupt me again, okay? Okay. Um, okay. The different, the different, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, difference, the difference between typhoid and paratyphoid is just a uh, type of bacteria, yeah. They're actually they're like oh. the same – it's, a, it's, a, it's a, actually the same bacteria. It's just a different version of the same bacteria. But yeah. Okay, cool. So I am going to say preface. All right, good. I'm glad we <laughs> got that point. So, um, okay. So Changda had, uh, itself had around 10,000 casualties. And this is the crazy thing. Even 1,700 of J- the Japanese troops that were there died accidentally, uh, mostly from cholera because they weren't prepared. Oh, my God. So that was like a fall, accidental fallout. Um, whoops. Um the research that research led to the creation of the defoliation uh, bacilli bomb uh, and the flea bomb. Uh, some of them did have this porcelain porcelain shell, which was uh, an idea from Ishii himself. And so, with this development of these new bombs, they would hit water sources uh, with all the diseases I, I mentioned previously, and also other ones like antha- anthrax, dysentery causing pathogens like sigilla. And even uh, tularemia causing bacteria. So, I mean, they fucking did everything. The Japanese would then wear biohazard suits to study the dying people up close. And as mentioned before, they would give them infected supplies too, like food and clothes. And a lot of that was in areas that were not under Japanese control. So, I feel like maybe they, they were more trusting. You know, it was they a good also, way to be like. Yeah. Sorry, they also considered making their victims uh, go on the Oregon Trail. Which also causes dysentery, so that's just you know. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Oregon wasn't even a state yet, or wait, was it? I don't know. It was, yeah. Um, I know. I was just kidding. Uh, okay. Um, 
and then also in November of 1941, uh, Chiang Kai-shek uh, sent personnel to document the evidence of the attacks and treat victims. As a report was made, or a report was made the next year, but Allied powers did not address anything until good old Frankie Dr. made a public statement of the condemnation of the attacks. Now, this is around the time when Chiang Kai-shek was uh, man of the year, along with his wife. Song Mei Ling. Oh. So we can, we'll do them at some point. Ooh. Too. That's a tie into a future episode. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Uh, now let's talk about the testing of weapons. And that we're all, it's all, they're all weapons, but now we're going to talk about explosives. So victims had grenades detonated at different distances and positions from them. Flamethrowers were used on them. And they were tied to planks while having explosive bombs, chemical bombs, shrapnel bombs, and even blades or bayonets used on them to stab them. Um, this was said to be researched to see what the best course of action would be to save soldiers from all types of wounds. Generally, the solution was surgery. And if that didn't work, they became an autopsy. So to me, though, this seems like the least believable uh, like pitch to be like, oh, yeah, well, I want to do this to figure out what what the solution is it's like in in what case would it not be surgery like you're getting well, hit with explosives and this goes stabbed. back to, this goes back to the result america wanting the results how chris mentioned earlier in the episode it's like what the fuck do you think a bayonet's gonna do dude like with how bayonets have been around for hundreds of years at this point like don't, right. don't we know enough about bayonets like do, and what they they're do? just like, doing this for fun yeah so then that's i mean that's really <clears throat> an interesting question right it's like was was there actually some like uh i mean you hate to put it like this but like some earnest like research going on or was it just depravity because probably a combination of both i mean it had to be yeah because it wasn't it, be. it wasn't wanton i mean it was very calculated and i'm sure it was all very well organized and documented yes, and stuff i definitely. mean they were doing the same shit around the country so it's, they were getting orders to do it from you know yeah. from higher up and so it's like were they actually trying to accomplish something or was it, and it's so, it's so fucked up. And if it's the latter, then I mean, that's truly terrifying because yeah. it's like, yeah. you need to, you need to torture and kill all of these people. I've heard you, that like, well, I mean, I don't think you're going to be talking about the rape of Nanking in here. No, I'm not talking about it okay. directly in here. I might talk about that next time, but so I don't know. My understanding is that, um, that the rape of Nanking was like punishment, basically, because mm-hmm. they wanted the Chinese to surrender when they, um, you know, it's like they landed in Shanghai and they moved further inland. The Jap, the invading army did. And okay, yeah. they wanted the, the Chinese to surrender and they didn't. And basically then uh. they were like, all right. And as as a way to like punish them and, and try to like dissuade people from from like um, from resisting the oncoming advance, they're like, we're just going to decimate this place. Um, yeah. But, I mean, but this which is, is which is like that. And that, that it's the, the idea of that is a, like, I'm not going to say legitimate, but like, that is something that countries have done for hundreds of years. Psychological it's to, warfare. Yeah. It's, yeah. To, it's to, is to like, say like, like a uh, fucking Sherman did it in, in the civil war, just to like destroy everything in your path, just to say, it, it's kind of funny. Cause it's like, 
it's I don't want to get into American politics here, but like it is like it's 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 the common excuse for why we dropped the nukes on Japan, where it's like, oh, we just wanted to end the war. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. if you look at the history, Japan was pretty much done already at that point. But like that's the the idea is like is like to 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 pick this one place and just show them what they can do to get them to whatever. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But what they yeah. did was obviously monstrous. Yeah. I was also thinking, imagine being like, like getting lucky with certain uh, tests, I guess. I mean, I don't think anybody really, I, well, I'll talk about that later, but as far as survival rates, um, but being like, all right, put that at like a hundred meters and blow it up. And they're like, oh, he survived. And you're like, you're like, oh, thank God. Okay. Now get me off. <laughs> yeah. now, now get me off this pike. All right. Move, move it up 50 meters. What? No, fuck. You know, like, 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 Jesus Christ. Like how horrible is that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I just, I just thought about that. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, there were certain things that you definitely probably wanted to be, uh, more, things you wanted more done to you than others, I guess. Um, and I'll tell you what you didn't want was this next one, which was frostbite testing. Uh, so Hisato uh, Yoshimura, he was an army engineer, decided to carry out these experiments. Um, he would take people outside and dip their extremities into water of different temperatures and let the limbs freeze. The frozen limb would be struck with a stick, which they also said made an interesting like pang sound or it had a very specific like like a wood on wood or, or a, you know, if you hit a, something hard with a stick. Um, ice on the limb would then be chipped away and then subject the, the limb would be subjected to different treatments, quote. Water would be poured on them or fire would be exposed to the limb. And also the water they put on there was different temperatures and stuff like that. Uh, Hisato uh, was coined the scientific devil or a scientific devil. He was also called a cold-blooded animal because he was so strict and he also showed no remorse for his actions. In one incident, which was filmed, he took two naked men and placed them in negative 40, 50 degree temperature. I don't know if that's Celsius or Fahrenheit, but it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, it's cold and, either way. Yeah, it's... yeah and he, you're fucked. And, um, and then he it was filmed until they died in agony and apparently they were digging their nails into each other's skin. It was so bad. Uh, Hisato also admitted to exposing 20 kids and even a three day old baby to zero degree Celsius ice and salt water. God damn this fucking truck. Um, yeah. God damn. Yeah. That's where I was like, dude, this shit's fucked up. I mean, some of the, I read some other things about babies and I'm not going to talk about them. Um, I don't know how often they did baby stuff, but it's the fact that they do it at all is just insane to me. Um, he actually, this is kind of goes to what Chris was saying about organization. He, he created an index of frostbite. It covered everything from temperature after a duration of time, time of day and the weather, and also parameters of how the victim was treated beforehand, such as having a meal versus starved for days, no sleep, the type of diet and even exercising or not beforehand, which I was like, cool. This is the, the, yeah. This is what makes the issue so thorny. Is like so. Was it? We mentioned it was either depravity or like a very very like sick obsession with data. Plus plus a little well, obviously a little depravity because you have to be depraved to do this stuff. But like yeah. like were they so focused on data that like they, that's all they saw? Because like like he, there there were records of this stuff. I mean I know they ended up just destroying all the records. But like it's it's no. There's a picture of this if you yeah, go to the it's fucking if you go to Wiki, it's there. It's, you can see it. He has a chart. It's just, it's um, just, man. You don't need, you don't need to know. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, stuff that like, we can just no, figure out, our, uh, like, through, like, kind of common sense. Or just don't get frostbit. 
Okay. Yeah. Try not to yeah. get frostbit. Like, yeah. what's the point of, of all the different ways to get it instead yeah. of just fucking trying not to get it? Or, so. I mean, yeah, I think going back to David's point, it's like there, there, there's no way that they didn't already have information on yeah how to treat frostbite right through like clinical yeah. studies or you know sure. like records at hospitals i mean there's there's parts of japan that are really cold right in the north People have been frostbitten like, there before yeah, yeah they've they've been working on this problem for a long time so it's like why yeah. here why now and why in this in this just horrific fucking manner yeah well you know um we got to figure it out, guys. This is what they're doing. You know, this is why they did it. I wouldn't um, say this is what they're doing. That that, can, that makes it sound like it's still going. I know. I didn't hopefully mean. That. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean there was. Hopefully, still this doing is it. not going on. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's doing it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so now let's talk about uh, STDs and forced pregnancy. Prisoners were forced to have sex uh, with one being infected and the other not, and any non-compliance would be met with a gunshot. Um. It seems that syphilis was the main venereal disease prisoners were subjected to. Uh, at different stages of the inf- infection, victims would have organs removed to be observed. Jesus. Guards, I know, guards blamed the women for being hosts uh, as if it was their fault, even though they were forced to be infected. And they actually, they this is a quote, their geni- they called their genitals jam-filled buns. Oh, uh, my God. I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, it's fucked up. Even some children grew up infected with syphilis uh, and were studied during that duration, too. The forced pregnancy and rape was most likely under the guise of what would happen if a mother was infected by syphilis and then pass, pass it to a child. Uh, this is the reason for the kids being born with it, although it is assumed that many babies were aborted uh, or a lot of them were just killed after birth. Women were also raped by guards, and some of the things that I'm not going to even go into, I'll be honest, because his research was kind of fucking me up a little bit when I started to get into this kind of stuff. Um, you can look up guard testimonials though. I mean, there are people they, they admitted to some horrendous shit. Yeah. Um, and just some gross ass shit too. I mean, there are people that are, you know, in, like th- there are people that were subjected to multiple different experiments If they would survive one of them. They would be put into another one of these groups. So you can imagine how horribly torturous that would be. And then this last section here is just, the other random types of experiments they did. This is just to give the scope of how much shit they did to these people. There was starvation, dehydration. They did pressure chamber death testing, like putting low pressure to see how much pressure it took to pop your eyes out. Uh, Infusions of animal blood into humans, which included random injections like into muscle and also direct infusions into the veins themselves. They also transfused different human blood types. And, I put a question here, but I think they did. I was thinking this is before they understood blood types. I can't remember when they understood how they reacted with each other. And if they did know, then they just wanted to see how bad things can get when they, you know, actively gave the wrong transfusion. But I was reading about it, and a lot of the survival from that one was actually a lot higher than other experiments, uh, especially if it was a closer, you know, blood type. If if you didn't have the uh, the right antigen antibody, you know, you'd probably die. But if it if you were the right type of donor or receiver, um, you would get lucky and survive. You were also, uh, they were also being crushed with heavy objects. They were placed into centrifuges. They were electrocuted. They were hung upside down until they died, which, by the way, I looked this up, can vary anywhere from minutes to hours, depending on how healthy you are. They exposed them to radiation, uh, which included x-rays. They injected them with seawater. They burned them alive. They buried them alive. Um... 
There was exposure to chemical agents like mustard gas, phosgene gas, which, no, it's not phosphine, which is also really bad. Uh, there's white phosphorus they used. More than that, that's just a small list. They also exposed them to different types of toxins, including animal venoms and even plant-based poisons like ricin from castor beans. Um, a lot of the experiments I mentioned before had no scientific application and were called psychopathically sadistic in nature. So, I hope I mean, you guys the, feel the, better. Like, literally, out of all of this, the only like scientific defense for it, like, it's not even a defense, but like, is like, like Chris said earlier, is testing extremes, which is like, again... Yeah stuff that we real like you don't like you don't we can figure it out like this thing will crush you to death yes like what does it matter like uh, why do you need to find the exact i don't know the exact poundage of something that'll crush, crush a guy that's a guy that weighs 180 yeah. pounds it's, like why does it matter it's yeah. a curiosity there's yeah yeah there's a there's no like real public health benefit yeah right i mean yeah everybody's got a morbid curiosity or a scientific curiosity and i mean some of these things could have advanced science maybe and maybe on the more biological side but but like like unintentionally because they were mostly intended for you know uh warfare but i mean i guess if if you use it right you could also defend against certain attacks uh biological attacks but more often uh, more often than not it was just fucked up stuff and there was no need to do it not to mention it like if, if this is how we find answers like i'm cool with going back to the stone age like, I, I, if this is how we improve medical technology right. no thanks like that i'm good i'll figure yeah. it out yeah but yeah if, if i'm needed. if i'm going to be accidentally crushed by something yeah i would much rather <laughs> right. just have that happen than to know yeah. that someone was crushed deliberately yeah to yeah that, yeah that's a good point you can study that you know i mean you maybe you weren't there uh, to watch the whole thing happen and have them pop or whatever. And you probably can't, it's too bad you can't interview them afterwards. Be like, well, at what point did your, <laughs> did, you, at what point did your ribs crack? Are you positive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to wrap this up. I guess I'll leave this for part two. In part two, I kind of want to discuss in detail more of like the prison, uh, the facilities, kind of number of casualties, data, I also am going to cover a little bit more about the well-known unit members. Um, and then the most important thing is the end of the, well, the end of the program, the end of the war, basically the aftermath and the United States involvement. So don't miss out on that. Join us for part two. I don't know if you guys have anything else to say. Uh, well, and I, uh, part two is going to be interesting because I, uh, that is where America comes in. And I do want to make a, uh, like I, I don't, I know America did a lot of fucked up shit. I don't know if it's anything comparable to this. We did do a lot of fucked up shit medically, but there is something yeah. there is something in the next episode that I'm going to talk about that kind of ties these two things, what what America did in World War II to this. Um, but I'll say that for the next episode. But I do think we should end on a lighter note. So I do have something to say if you guys are okay with that. Chris, did you have anything else to add? Yeah, it's just, yeah, this was like, this was really fucked up. I had, yeah, you know, I looked into this before, like in high school and I think now, it, yeah, it's just like different. It's worse, I think. Yeah. Like revisiting it, and it kind of, um, it's like you wonder why there's so much anti-Japanese sentiment in China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, know, right? and it's yep. like God, China, get over it, right? But, <laughs> but no. But when you you know when you really look at some of the shit that happened, it's like I can understand. 
you know, we, we want to yeah. like forgive and move on and all this stuff. But if <clears throat> these are the types of things that create grudges that last centuries. Yeah. Exactly. And America avoided that whole grudge thing by just literally taking over China for like 10 or 15 years. And that's <laughs> and changing. That's everything they did. But, um, <laughs> But uh, um, the lighter note I want to end on, I guess that's a that's a good point, Chris. But I, I we do have a correction to make, guys. We messed up on a previous episode. I sorry, I messed up on a previous episode, and I do want to take, um, I want to take responsibility for this. I want to let the viewer know that we are always growing, always learning, trying to be diligent, and sometimes we mess up. We're only human. Um, Barry from Storage Wars is not dead. He did not die. He is still alive. And <laughs> yeah. He's going to be on the new season of Storage Wars. Oh. We are not getting paid for this, even though we should be. Uh, mm. <laughs> Thank you, uh, God. But yeah, he, he, he was in a motorcycle accident, and he's been recovering for the better part of two years. Wow. But he's back, and he's back on the show. So, he's, so whoo, Barry's still alive, guys. Way back to go, in Barry. business. All right. Way to go, Barry. Good, good but, job, yeah, Barry. That's all I wanted to add. Sorry. Okay. Um. All right. Well, David, you want to you want to wrap it up? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's my that's my cue. Um, Good job. Uh, if, you, if you guys like this episode, uh, I don't find like take some therapy. Go talk to someone. See what <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, we do have lighter episodes. We talk about current topics and kind of make fun of current uh, topics, people in uh, current politicians, current ideas that are out there. Uh, that's our Patreon. It, uh, patreon.com backslash guys were screwed five bucks a month gets you all kinds of content we usually do about two episodes a month uh, we try to get three and if we can we're going to try to get more but yeah we already have a backlog so you have some catching up to do um, if you want any questions you can just reach out on gw or at sorry at our email gw screwed at gmail.com uh, and you can also find me on twitter at green left arrow uh, sean what are your deets uh, instagram is dean underscore save us um it's and from now on until i get another social media thing that i promote you have to call it a deet because you say deets as if there's more than one well it's a deet okay a deet, you know? yeah well I, I i was gonna mention this earlier sean about how like um like since you don't have a twitter i'm the one with twitter i want to be i want to be like i need i need to reach out to other communities since since like you would be part of like glass twitter glass blowing twitter i want to mm. join there and go just mention like damn that's heady like just all the things you've told me over the years, just try to pretend to yeah. be you. And you damn, can, that's that's a sweet Pendy. And just yeah, you can say, you can say. Although I don't know um, if Pendy's cool anymore. I'm so yeah, out of the so, loop. I, I still am a little bit in, into glass, but um, is Hetty Glass need to, still cool? Hetty Glass is still is still cool. You 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 can use Hetty. I, I, okay. I guess Hetty Hetty applies to a lot of stuff. Um, and then also when you see a sweet marble, you got to be like. Damn, that's a sweet mib. And then, and then, and then <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm writing this and down. Then, and then you just dip, and they're like, yeah. "Whoa, that guy knows his shit." <laughs> that's yeah, it. That's it. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, bye. See ya. Peace.